a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Is Lamar Jackson better than Patrick Mahomes? Helmets off. is on. All right, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here, and uh, yeah, interesting question. Um, Lamar Jackson, watching him against Pate, uh, against Tom Brady last night was, oh, it was so full of emotion for me because I saw so many things that I've never seen before, and uh, it looks like he might be, he might be the new breed, uh, even better than Patrick Mahomes. Enough about that in a minute, but let's go. Uh, we're going to have fun today with an episode of Good, Better, and Worst. So what was good in the NFL? What's better? And then, of course, the worst thing that happened in the NFL uh, this weekend. And I think you'll all agree with me when we get to that. But to start with, the good side of this is it's halfway through the season. So technically, there, the NFL has played... Uh, 50.8% of its entire games in the season. So it's literally at the halfway point. And what does that mean at the halfway point? Well, let me tell you. This is the most exciting thing. This is the good thing that happened in the NFL. And it's the good thing that happens in the NFL every year. Right now, there are almost, well, it's more than half of the teams are still in the playoff hunt. And you have a lot of good football teams that it could just go one direction or the other. And I'll give you an example. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, you think Ben Roethlisberger's out. They're, like, terrible at the beginning of the season. And now they're only two games out of first place. And they could win and win a majority of their games and be in the playoffs. You just don't know. So they're still in it. The Baltimore Ravens are in it. The Patriots, of course, are in it. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are still in the playoffs, or in the playoffs. They're in serious contention for the playoffs, and it's amazing. And then you go you go the AFC South. All four teams in the AFC South are in contention to make the playoffs at this point in the season. Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Houston. And at the beginning of the season, Jacksonville gets Nick Foles hurt, and you go, there's no chance. Uh, Indianapolis, Andrew Luck, there's no chance. Tennessee Titans are kind of like, oh, you know, where's Marcus Mariota? Where is that team? And they're in the thick of it. What you get in the NFL, and this is a fascinating thing, it's so competitive every week. You're trying so hard to win. And so you have all of these teams. The only team that's not trying to win is the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) I mean, everyone else is really trying to win. And the crazy part (laughs) for the poor New York Jets, seriously, the Jets are not trying to lose, and they lost to a team that's trying to lose. That's how bad the New York Jets are. Think about that. They're trying They're trying not to lose, and they're losing to a team that's trying to lose. It's bad. And no wonder Adam Gase had those bug-eye, crazy-looked eyes when he was hired as the new coach, because things are just not right with the Jets. And But they're one of the few teams. I mean, here's a crazy one. The Denver Broncos 
are three and six. They are not out of it right now. The Chargers are four and five. Oakland's four and four. Kansas City's only six and three. And that's just the AFC. I mean, literally, there are the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Jets. They're the only teams that are really out of this. There's no team that's been two and six that's ever made the playoffs. Ever. So it just you're just out of it. If but three and six, it's possible. It's hard if you're the Denver Broncos, but it's possible. All right. Then you look at the AFC or the NFC, and you've got the Dallas Cowboys. You've got Philadelphia. Sorry, Giants, you're out of it. Redskins, you're out of it. But in the Central, Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears, oh my. I mean, all of those teams are still in it. Atlanta, Atlanta was the biggest shock of the year. And then you have Tampa Bay, it's two and six. They're out. And then the, I mean, San Francisco's kind of running away with it, but Seattle's still in there. The Rams, so you have a lot of really good teams. And you just don't know. I mean, I mean, at the beginning of the year, you'd say, whoa, maybe the Patriots are the team. But all of a sudden, we're starting to see, you know what? The Ravens are looking pretty good. You just don't know. And that's the good thing about the NFL right now is that it's just going to heat up from here on out. And you're just going to get some really, really good football teams. Every playoff game is going to be good. And that's so exciting. That's the best part about this NFL season. That's why it's so awesome when you have a league where every game matters. Such an amazing thing. It's so, so important. Okay, here's what I thought was better. And I would have never thought this a year ago because I watched Lamar Jackson and the the Baltimore Ravens took a huge jump on him, huge leap when they got rid of the Super Bowl winning quarterback, Joe Flacco, who I thought was really good, who's kind of struggled going to Denver. But you have Lamar Jackson who I was, and here's what it was for me. Like, he runs crazy. He's Michael Vick running, which is amazing. I mean, he's so fast, and he's so good, and he doesn't run like a quarterback. He runs like a running back. The thing about him I was unsure of was him throwing the football. And watching him against the Patriots, I'm telling you, this guy just continues to get better and better. And I seriously mean this. He could be better than Patrick Mahomes. And the reason he could be better is because he can run. And he's a legitimate run guy. He is, Patrick Mahomes is, maybe Deshaun Watson, some of these quarterbacks are changing the whole dynamic of professional football. I mean, the, the quarterbacks who have, you know, the, the Drew Brees and the Peyton Mannings and the, and the Tom Brady's, and, and maybe their records as far as passing the ball, maybe they'll stand because these dual-threat quarterbacks, maybe they're changing a, a, and creating a different dynamic in the NFL because you, you just... You almost felt like it was a passing of the guard with this game with the Patriots and with the, the Ravens and, and this old era of the NFL, the traditional drop-back passer who primarily sat in the pocket and just dissected defenses, throwing passes that were just on time and, and, and just really understanding and checking and changing plays and just knowing where to go with the ball and how to just methodically go down the field and surgically just tear you apart. And then you have Lamar Jackson where they have this insane running game. When you can run the quarterback, and it was brought up by Chris Collinsworth on TV last night, and rightly so, when the quarterback runs, it gives you another blocker. It evens the odds against the defense, and it really makes it challenging for a defense to to cover it. And then you try to cover it, and then you can throw the ball. 
I mean, Lamar Jackson wasn't like lights out as far. I mean, his quarterback rating was 107. And he only threw 163 yards, but they ran the heck out of the ball. And he was part of it. And he was good. So he may be more dynamic, not necessarily throwing the ball like Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. Because Mahomes throws, and, and Patrick Mahomes is not a runner. He's not a runner like Lamar Jackson. But I'm telling you, this kid could evolve into something the NFL has never seen. I know they saw it with Michael Vick, but Michael Vick might have been a little bit of a pretender in that this guy seems legitimately wound into being an amazing football player. Only time will tell, but man, I'll tell you, he told a lot last night in that game in the NFL. All right, uh, going to take a break. We can come back, and I'm going to tell you what was really bad about yesterday in the NFL. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back to Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here, and uh, we're going through the good, the better, and the worst part of the NFL. Good was the, well, shoot, almost everyone's still in it. And that's a good thing because there's a lot of good teams that deserve to still be in it. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, everyone's been on Kirk Cousins, and the guys have been playing pretty good. And uh, there's just teams like that that are kind of hovering around. They're, They're trying to get in their stride. Maybe they get healthy. Maybe some other teams get injured, and you just... You just kind of battle your way through this, and there, there's 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 only a couple of teams right now that have kind of set themselves apart. You have you have the 49ers, but I'm not sure they're really maybe as good as their undefeated record. And you, you know, wins are wins. I mean, I get it, but they're sometimes there's there's teams that are soft winning right now, and they put, potentially could be one of them. And 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 maybe the Patriots at eight and one. I mean, but but other than that, I mean, it's there's just not. No one's really running away with it. They're kind of all just running in a pack right now, which only means you're going to get good football all the way to the end of the season, and you're going to get great football into the playoffs, and that's what's good about the NFL. And then, of course, you know, Lamar Jackson, amazing. But here's what's bad. And this is really bad, and it's bad because I'm not, I'm not going to put this all on this player, but I, I'm going to put a lot of it on the player, uh, and, and it's, it's kind of the world we live in today. So Jermaine Whitehead was cut um, on Monday, uh, today, um, like literally hours after he made these profane-laced, threatening comments on social media. Now, he's making the comments like right after the game ended. So 
how do you go into the locker room? Because he literally goes into the locker room. Somehow he gets on his phone, which I'm sure every player does these days. They probably don't even get out of their uniform or they get undressed and they're sitting there in a towel by their locker looking at their, their cell phone and getting a feel for um, what people are saying. Well, Jermaine Whitehead basically went off. I mean, he went way off. He went so off they had to suspend his, uh, I believe it was his social media account, whatever network it was on. And um, he was run over by by the the Broncos tight end, uh, Noah Fant, for a 75-yard touchdown. Now, Whitehead has a broken hand. And, of course, you know, so give the guy a little bit of whatever. But he just, he, he totally lost it. And I think the NFL needs to do something about this. And I did it as a coach, and I get how this player felt. Like, in his defense, or at least his defense was, I was just blowing off some steam. I was just, I was just like, frustrated. I was mad about the game, and I heard a comment, and it just kind of set me off into not a good place. Well, I guarantee you, every NFL player, because I mentioned this earlier, and that's what's great about the NFL is it's so competitive. And these players are competitive. Uh, Saquon Barkley goes, I want to win at everything. I don't care what it is. I just, and, and I get it. I'm the same way. I don't want, I don't lose it. Anything. I'm telling you, it's just, it's a weird thing. So, so you're ultra competitive. And when someone, and you don't do well, it doesn't sit well. So Whitehead is sitting here and he's reading the criticism, which is the dumbest thing in the world to do. All right. So dumb on him. And I think the NFL should ban players from actually viewing, going on, commenting on social media for a cool down period. And a cool down period, I'm talking like a day. Seriously, have a day to just have a day to actually go and watch the film because the film will tell you a lot of things, and it, it, it's that comforting thing to you to give you a real assessment of what happened in the game. When I coached high school football, I was like, I don't talk to parents after a game because I, I know you're upset, and I know I'm upset. Or we may have won, and maybe your son didn't play, and you're upset by it. And you, you just say things and do things in the heat of that moment where it's just not good for anyone. So this whole building your brand, social media, we have to post, we have to post, we have to, you got to get out there kind of thing has a dual-edged sword to it. And you really have to, there has to be a modulator on this because what this guy said was not acceptable. I'm not defending his behavior. I'm just defending that he, in the heat of the moment, I'm just telling you, players need to not say anything. They just need to just like have have a moment to decompress. Now the media, they're like, we want to get in the locker room as soon as we can. We want that, we want that raw emotion. And you've seen coaches through the years just kind of blow a cork. You know, Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. And, you know, practice. What are you, are you talking about? Practice. You know, you've heard all these coaches through the years just kind of lose it. And and it, and I get the emotion from the player side of this where Man, you, there's just days when it, the, the pressure is like a lot. So learning how to manage that, and, and I even think the NFL should do something, but I really do. I'm, I'm not trying to censure people, but just use some common sense. 
or if you're going to comment, just don't 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 have any just generic comment about anything, because because it's just I mean this guy lost his job, I mean he got waived, he's done, he's out, he's gone, just because they're kind of using something. Now, and he's had other issues in the past. I mean, I'm not. I'm, again, I'm just. I'm just saying. I know how it is as a player. When you lose, it sucks, and you just. You're just. Oh, because you put so much into it. So, it's hard sometimes to just sit there and go, "Yeah, let's have a conversation. Let me answer all your questions." That's a tough thing to do sometimes. All right. Well, that's the bad part of things. So, be kind on your social media, and uh, until then, we'll. We'll talk to you later. This is uh, Helmets Off, and we're now off. We've been powered by kslsports.com. Find us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And when you Twitter or you Facebook us, be nice. We'll be nice back. Until then, we'll catch you soon.